Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome to Positively Wrestling, where two guys who know nothing about women, but a little about pro wrestling, are going to be talking about women's wrestling. Steven Davidson joins me. How you doing, bud? Doing okay. I spent all day watching the Stardom pay-per-view. I started at 7.45 this morning and finished at 5.30 this evening. It wasn't 10 hours long. It just took me that long because I worked a full day. <laughs> Here we're talking about WWE and how we want Saturday pay-per-views because Sunday pay-per-views are inconvenient. Stardom, in the meantime, is like, hey, it's Wednesday have a pay-per-view have a pay-per-view oh, <laughs> but it was great and we'll definitely be talking about that excellent yes uh i am tim Kennard, of course didn't say that thought but if you've tuned in you know that uh but uh, give you a little breakdown especially if you're new to the show or if you're just wanting to hear us talk about something specific a little rundown of what we're going to be talking about today uh we've got one of our special segments coming up right at the top our uh negatively wrestling Mm, new get into that it's going to be new it's going to be awesome we hope you like it uh, but then we're going to be talking a little bit about smackdown impact we'll work our way to aew we've got a little bit of shimmer to talk about we're going to get into all that stardom news in the pay-per-view uh we got some uh some interesting news about uh, cornet and utami um going to be talking nwa a little bit of ring of honor and then, of course, NXT and finishing up with Raw. So uh, a lot on the plate today. But again, I'm going to be balancing those out. And we'll give you a little reminder mid-show of what else is coming up. But uh, let's, uh, let's get into this new segment. And we got, you got to credit Steve for this one because this was his idea. And I like it. It's going to be different. It's new. We're going to go negative for a few minutes with Negatively Wrestling. Tell them all about it, Steve. Well, I mean... Anywhere you go online, what do you see? You see negativity. And so, you know, we're fair-minded people. We're, mm. we're fair-minded folk, Yes, I think, right? So we're I going so. to offer the other perspective. We try to be positive as much as we can. Even when we criticize something, we try to find the positive or, or come up with a reason why it is the way it is. Not everybody does that. Who has time to do that all the time? Not these right. people. We're going to present their thoughts to you and, and, and maybe offer our opinion on what people online have to say when they decide to go negative. Agreed. I, I like it. I, I did. I kind of struggled with this. I'll be very honest. I kept going through all the numbers. Like, I don't know that I'm finding anything bad enough. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we're doing it. it we're, we want it to be humorous and entertaining. Um, but we also want to shine light on what we feel is, you know, the negative side of uh, the fans and, and the way that the business is perceived and how some people take it a bit too far. Sometimes you might say, I just want to <laughs> or, make fun of them or just be ridiculous. Yes. I just, but, I just want to make fun of these people. That's what I want to do. Yes. But uh, I'm going to start just because okay. um, again, I have a feeling mine might not be as good <laughs> or as <laughs> okay. on point. But, All um, right. Uh, we'll start with my first one here. Uh, this was a post uh, on, uh, I believe this uh, was on YouTube, on a comment on a YouTube video uh, where they were talking about Shotzi's 
heel turn mm-hmm. on SmackDown just for context. And uh, it's a uh, Shotzi could be heel, babyface, or in catering. One thing she won't be is all elite. Shotzi Blackheart, you just made the list, the list of Jericho and the unemployment list. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. I know. It's <laughs> like, um, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, why is she on the unemployment list? Yeah, it's like because she why won't is be Z all capitalized. Elite. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't i don't know uh this i this person's uh grammar their structure uh, the sentiment i just don't understand if they're uh are they pro all elite and she's not good enough to be there is that what they're saying <laughs> i suppose and yes she's probably going to be in catering at some point everyone on the roster will be yeah. they gotta eat yeah gotta keep that energy up and, and unemployment What's an unemployment list? Yeah, the unemployment list. (laughs) I know people have been in the unemployment line. Uh Yeah, but who has a list of all the unemployed people? No one. I don't think that exists. (laughs) I don't think that's a real thing as far as I know. Um, But yeah, that was was one of the ones I found. Might not be quite as good, but uh, still, we got to chuckle. We got to chuckle out of that one. Yeah. Um, So um, I've got a comment from Facebook. Okay. Um, regarding Bianca's loss to Becky. Okay. And this is from Arthur. Arthur says, she is slow in executing her moves. She would have won. She need to work on speed. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking because it's what I was thinking. It's what all of you are thinking. Also, Mojo was thinking because he commented and said, you obviously know nothing about wrestling if you think that nonsense. <laughs> Arthur wasn't done. Oh, no. He wanted to make sure that Mojo knew exactly who Arthur is and that Arthur is credible, Tim. He's got credibility because Arthur tells Mojo, I'm a dangerous martial artist. I always appreciate speed, truth be told. Whoever trains her must push her beyond. No wasting of time. If she can deal with that, she will be a force to wreck it. From okay. the dangerous martial artist, Arthur. We sure this isn't B. Arthur? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> she was a, uh, a dangerous martial artist. Oh, Little well, known fact. Oh, well, see? see, you learn things here on <laughs> Positively Wrestling Evolved, which you left out of the title, by the way, at the top of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goodness. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Look at me go. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, as we've all found out, especially with my B. Arthur um, trivia, I'm full of it. Uh, so <laughs> it's quite okay. Uh, my next one <laughs> that I found, uh, also from a YouTube uh, comments uh, section uh, talking about Charlotte. I honestly think when Andrade moved, it put seeds in her head. And when Rick went as well, it was pretty much a done deal that she'd be leaving sooner rather than later. She got comfortable in her position and lazier in the ring, made more mistakes in the last 12 months than I've ever seen her and not had a decent match in double that. Charlotte hasn't had a decent match in two years. That's what I'm like. Okay, (laughs) sure. You can, maybe she's being complacent. Maybe she does want to jump, you know, with all the speculated uh, backstage stuff going on, but to tell me that she's lazier in the ring and hasn't had a good match in two years? 
Come on. We're she not had a the great biggest... match two weeks ago. Yeah, we're not the biggest <laughs> Charlotte fans, but you cannot deny how talented she is. She puts oh, on God. banger matches. That's just yeah, that's what it is. She's great she's, in the ring. She's great she's, in the ring. She's great in the ring. Yeah. People just say stuff. They just say stuff. And they're not great at math. Yeah. I can tell you that. I <laughs> believe me. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, all right, I've got one more. Okay. From Jeremy. Jeremy. On Facebook, mm-hmm. Jeremy. Uh, this was under WWE's post announcing. Um, no, it wasn't announcing Mandy Rose's win. It was promoting her appearance last night or or Tuesday night okay. on NXT. Uh, Jeremy says title used to go on woman that could actually wrestle, and now putting it on woman who just have looks. You can tell Vince, I'm running and ruining everything in NXT. Jeremy is Solomon Grundy, apparently. Yeah. And his his idea to fix things is to run himself and ruin it himself because that's his own prediction for his work. Apparently. My response is I am Groot. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. <I> just... <laughs> Man. Mandy, uh... look, look. Mandy isn't Asuka in the ring, all right? She's improved, though. She's not bad in the ring. Not bad. She's not a bad wrestler. And it's her character right now that she's knocking it out of the park with. Absolutely. The toxic attraction, the whole faction thing there right now is phenomenal. I'm digging it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I think I, I, in fact, and I want to get this out there. I don't know that there's any especially on the WWE roster that I can think of right now, not that I can think of any anywhere else. I'm just using that as, for example, I don't know that there's anybody there that's there just because of how they look anymore. You know, that might've, that was definitely true in the attitude era. We can't get past that. For sure. sure True. Oh, Eva Um, Marie. Technically she's not there right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's a free agent. Yeah. Free agent. Eva Marie Uh, is all elite, but uh, that notwithstanding, all these women are talented. They've gotten yeah. there because they can in be some, athletic in the ring. In some form or fashion, to some degree, they all have something to contribute besides their appearance. Yes, 100 um, percent. So yeah, that, that is just that is a ridiculous quote. <laughs> ridiculous. Title used to go on woman that could actually <laughs> wrestle, and now putting it on woman who just have looks. When did Tarzan get an account? <laughs> 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 Jane for champion. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, my final one may or may not come from Jim Cornette. <laughs> this was okay. off we'll, of a we'll talk about something that did later. Yes, we know yeah. for sure it did later. But this was on a uh a wrestling site message board. Um, and he says, I heard Kevin Owens is joining AEW. Send Bray over there too. They can do a natural disasters revival, call them the natural dumpster fires. <laughs> It sounds like something Cornette would say. <laughs> it, it, it does. 100%. Um, I don't think it's the score play on words that he thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever this uh, Jim Cornette fan actually is. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so he's not a fan? That, I mean, I guess he, he, he doesn't like Bray and doesn't like Kevin Owens. And I'm just left wondering why. <laughs> yeah. I was actually uh, admiring Kevin Owens' mic work uh, this week and just how different he sounds from everybody else. 
yeah, I, I, I've always loved him on the stick. He's great on the mic. Um, and Bray, I mean, he's, I think he's one of the most creative minds we've seen in the past couple of years, especially with the whole Fiend gimmick. Just being different, being out there. Of course, you know, not everybody's cup of tea. I get it because it's a supernatural type of gimmick. Not everybody goes for that. Uh, but I don't, I don't buy into everybody that says he's sloppy in the ring. I don't think that. I thought he was pretty good in the ring. Yeah. But yeah. who knows? But yeah, that's that's our little segment of negatively wrestling. I hope you liked that. Uh, maybe we'll bring it back sometime. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun yeah. to have a little chuckle, a little laugh. Yeah. Oh, my moment's coming up. I got to get ready here. Oh, that, that's, that's right. You All do right. need to get ready because uh, I actually forgot. We also now have our now recurring segment. You, you will hear this every time where until I don't want to do it anymore <laughs> until he doesn't want to do it. But Professor right. Steven, he's holding class and it's time for some math based wrestling. All right. So uh, in case you didn't pick up on it earlier, we are recording early this week on Wednesday instead of Thursday. So I've actually only got six days of women's wrestling to work from instead of seven, um, which means next week I'm going to have eight. Um, but this week in women's wrestling, we had a total uh, counting WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Stardom, NWA, Impact. Did I get everything? NXT UK, but we didn't have an NXT UK because we're recording early. Um, I think I got everything. Okay. All right. We had a total 20,319 seconds of bell-to-bell women's action for a total of five hours, 38 minutes, and 39 seconds. It's a 78.1% increase over last week, even though we're a day shorter. Match average, 8 minutes, 55 seconds, which is up 36.1% from last week. Should be noted that Stardom had 21 matches this week. 19 of them were above last week's match average. Ah. But Stardom did a lot to uh, increase that, that match average. We had 38 matches, 21 Stardom, 7 AEW, 4 WWE, 2 Impact, 2 NXT, 1 Ring of Honor, and 1 NWA, the longest match, Utami Hayashishita versus Hazuki at 25 minutes, 23 seconds at the Kawasaki Super Wars. The shortest match, second week in a row, goes to AEW, Ty Conti versus LMK for a grand total of 49 seconds Ooh. on Dark Elevation. Ooh. I thought for sure after SmackDown that Naomi versus Shayna was going to have that, that distinction that dubious honor this week and then AEW was like no we'll we'll do you one better wow so uh two weeks in a row AEW's had the shortest women's match um look AEW has some of the same problems with women's wrestling that WWE has people just don't talk about it as much yeah uh they're better at hiding it they're better at kind of being sneaky about it but uh they have a lot of women on their roster they don't use very well and they put a lot of women out there for some very short matches yep um so yeah, but overall, more women's wrestling this week, a higher match average this week. Um, I'm going to get more into the details later, but stardom. We have stardom to thank for a lot of that. Although that Becky uh, Becky Bianca match went over 18 minutes yes. as well. So that, was, uh, that contributed too. So that's where we are this week on our math-based wrestling. Excellent. Well, let's jump into some SmackDown. Uh, let's talk about uh, you know, let's talk about Charlotte. Charlotte comes out, 
sitting there looking for challengers and gets a challenger in Shotzi Blackheart. All right, or just Shotzi. Or just Shotzi. Well, but before that, we had Sasha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sasha did come out first. I'm sorry. I yes, got that back. Sasha came out first. Yep. And Charlotte was like, we, I want new blood. I want someone new. Yeah. Um, and then Shotzi came out. And we got a match between Shotzi and Charlotte. Um, and I thought it was a, a good match. I did, too. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, and then Shotzi doesn't get the win in the end. Possibly Partly. because of Sasha Banks. Possibly because accident. of Sasha was there, you know, kind of thing. And uh, then we get, and I, and this kind of, I tell you what, when Sasha was picking her up and like, you know, you okay into the match at the, I thought this was going the other way. Oh, thought you thought Sasha, Sasha was, was going to beat turn. her down for maybe taking her spot for taking her like spot. That. Like, you know, what do you think you're doing? This is my spot kind of thing. But no, complete different. Shotzi goes on the offensive and an apparent heel turn. Uh, she also did like a an interview backstage, which may have been a, a WWE.com exclusive. Um, where I she's think like, it was because I don't remember it. Where she's like, I'm fed up. I'm just so fed up of everything. That's why this had to happen. Blah, blah, blah. So this looks oh, like that might have been Talking Smack. Maybe. Or maybe it was Talking Smack. Um, but uh, but yeah, so what do you think? Shotzi Blackheart as a heel. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the whole thing was fantastic. They dedicated 30 minutes of the show to this angle playing out. And all three women just did a fantastic job with it. Of course, Charlotte is the heel of all heels. Like mm-hmm. she, n- nobody out heels Charlotte. So no. she played her part. Sasha as good a heel as anyone, but she can switch it up and she can play that face. And it it's a credit to her that this worked like this worked for Shotzi and it wouldn't have, if Sasha was not able to play a face, a sympathetic True. face, because she's been a heel. Mm-hmm. Sasha's been a heel until basically this segment pretty much. And the fans immediately were like, boo, you're attacking Sasha. Yeah, and so that's to Sasha's credit. She she switched it up, and despite the fact that she's been so heelish, she uh, got sympathy and got Shotzi over as a heel. And Shotzi did a great job too. It felt brutal. Yeah, like it felt like a real brutal attack. And uh, Sasha, nobody outsells Sasha. No. Sasha Banks sells better than anybody else in wrestling, and she sold that attack like she was legitimately maybe done for the rest of her career. Um, and it worked and Shotzi played the part perfectly. And this was 30 minutes of gold. I did enjoy it a lot. Now in the moment, I, I was a little upset um, because as we've talked about the heel problem on SmackDown or the baby face problem, right? Really, yes. Yes. Is yes. What it is. It's not, it's not a problem to have good heels. It's, it's a problem when you don't have enough good baby faces to climb the mountain, so to speak. Right, right. And that's where I was like, because Shotzi is, was over with the fans, super mm-hmm. over, um, and could be someone like a Nikki A.S.H. that they could really elevate, move merch with, all kinds of crazy stuff. But they chose to, to, to spin the wheel and put her on heel and, you know, 
that that I question a little bit. Although I think she knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Night one. Now have to wait and see what happens, how this progresses, where she goes from here. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully this isn't a she's heel to make sure you know that Sasha is a face and then Shotzi just kind of you know fades into the background. I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, I'll take a I'll take a triple threat. You know, mm-hmm. get, let her get the rub. Let her get the rub off of, of Sasha and Charlotte. To yeah. Help elevate somebody else because again, they've been very dependent on their, you know, core four women basically mm-hmm. for so long. They have got to build other people up. I think we can maybe say six with Bianca and Alexa. True, true. I meant for act well, and even Alexa's not on TV right now. I meant right. actively since you know Bailey's been out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just got Becky back. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they they tend to at any given time rotate around four to five women. Yes, yes, yes. And when your roster across both shows is like thirty, you have got to spread the love some more. Yes, completely. Um, but, I uh, I will say historically, talents have gotten over stronger as faces after they have been a strong heel. Hmm. It okay. almost seems to be the way to create a strong face is to make them a heel. And then the fans love them so much as a heel that they just start to love them. And so you turn them face and then they love them as a face too. Hmm. That might be the approach here, but I do agree that we are short on faces. Now, Sasha, I guess that's a face. I guess she's a face now. Yeah. But um, I mean, who else we've got? We've got uh, Tony, but she wasn't on. Yeah, so we, we don't know do what Zia Lee is going to come in as right yet, as she hasn't right. debuted yet. Um, right, so there are possibilities, but like you said, if they're going to use them, they need to use them. Yeah, we gotta gotta get a little quicker on the uptake. Yeah, Sasha can't be the only face on SmackDown. Yeah, um, and well, there's another face on SmackDown. That's true. That's true. We're about to talk about her, Naomi. Yes, Naomi's Naomi. still currently in the face role. And uh, still just giving us the big old tease about a match with Sonya and it just not mm-hmm. happening. We get Sonya kind of uh, getting out of it again. <laughs> yep. And sending yep. again <laughs> Shayna Baszler down to ringside. <laughs> yep. Yep. And Sonya making herself the referee. You know, we complain about short matches, and but this one actually made sense that it would be short. Yes. If you've got Sonya as the referee in your Naomi, how on earth would you make that match last more than a couple of minutes? Yeah. It takes one slip up and Sonya just calls for the bell at any given time for anything. So Right. As soon as your shoulders are on the mat, it's over. Bam. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming maybe they're going to try and maybe stretch this out to a pay-per-view. I guess. But would it, I mean, which one? They'd have to stretch out quite a bit. Because we've got Survivor Series. It's not going to happen there. Yeah. Um, and then the next one, we don't have one in December. It would be day one on January yeah. 1st. That's like two months away. True. And then it'll be the Rumble. I don't think they'll get a singles match at the Rumble. Yeah. Could so be I don't a, know. I mean, it could be a Survivor Series match. It could be. I mean. I don't know. I don't know if they, because they're not going to have many matches at Survivor Series. And I wonder if they would want to dedicate one of the few spots they have to, I would, I would want to dedicate, yeah. but will WWE? Will they? Maybe right. the, maybe pre-show? Nah. 
which I think it'd be horrible for this kind of storyline to get blown off on the pre-show. Yeah, because it's been so great. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just saying because the Survivor Series, they haven't really solidified to us what we're looking at card-wise yet. Right. They haven't really brought up brand warfare. They've mentioned it, but they haven't announced any yeah. matches. You know, Becky said, "See one of you at." When yeah. Sasha and Charlotte should see one of your Survivor Series, and so they've referred to it, but it is getting fairly close, and they have not formally announced any matches yet. Yeah, so maybe there's some room. Maybe they'll just do maybe the top championships have the you know champions face off, but mm-hmm. maybe the undercard can be a little more diverse, so mm-hmm. to speak. I have to wait and see. Have to wait and yeah. see. But I, I am loving this story. I am yes. loving this story. Yeah. Um. But uh, let's uh, let's jump over to some Impact Wrestling, and of course the new reigning defending champion Mickey James, uh, getting a renewed rivalry. One of her uh, first big rivalries when she kind of came back into TNA Impact as Mickey James, Hardcore Country was with Madison Rain. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to get a run back of this. And I actually, I, I'm kind of digging this. I, yeah. Um, I, I don't think Madison Rain has actually been on much of a winning streak lately. So no, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure it makes a whole lot of sense in that regard. Um, but now by the time this show that we're recording drops, they will have had their match. Yes. Because that true. match did have, if you're listening to this on Friday, their match happened last night. And it was pre-taped, pre-recorded. I don't, I haven't read the results. I don't know. Neither have I. Yeah. Um, so you know probably what happened if you're listening to this, and we'll talk about whatever happened next week. But yeah, this is a throwback, a throwback feud. And um, again, I'm, I don't know how long Mickey is going to be champion. I don't think she'll lose it to Madison Rain. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I would assume that when she does lose it, it will be to. Uh, either back to like a Diana Parazzo or someone else that they're trying to elevate mm-hmm. to be the future of the, you know, of the women's division there. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if she lost it back to Diana. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think the intention is for Mickey to hold it for a long time. Not that I'll be sad if she does. Right. She can still go. She still puts on a good match. Oh yeah. You know, there's no problems there. Um, but like I say, with everything that she's involved in with being, you know, with NWA and empower and all that good stuff. Um, I just don't know how much of her schedule is freed up to be coming and, you know, being a champion for many, many weeks in a row. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Got a lot going on. Uh, we also had, uh, a match, uh, an intergender match for the digital media. Number one contendership, Chelsea green taking on John Schuyler. And unfortunately, Chelsea couldn't get it done. No, he she, cheated, though. That's true. It's true. John did cheat. Uh, John Schuyler, now the new digital media number one contender. So future match with him and Jordan Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea when that's happening. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything about if they had a proposed date or anything like that. But uh, I would assume it'll be pretty soon. I doubt they're going to drag it out too long. Yeah. It seems like the digital media championship, I, I, again, I think is one of those that's going to get defended a lot more often. Right. You don't than, think they'll drag it out till next year's Bound for Glory? Uh, no, it's no? possible. Okay. I mean, that'd be yeah. one hell of a build. It would. For John would. That, that's Jordan. Like, that's, that's Rock Cena. Yeah, goodness. Yeah. Uh, 
Could you imagine if they dragged that out for a year? <laughs> if they just pick a random a random rivalry on their roster to drag out for a year. Okay, you guys are gonna be the biggest thing. We're gonna we're gonna tease it every single week for the next fifty one weeks. <laughs> announce it a year in advance. Like straight up announce it. Like NXT is like, all right, next November at Takeover, Persia Parada takes on Indy Hartwell. Goodness. Once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, let's switch over to some AEW. And you know who still works for AEW? Who? Abaddon. Who? Oh, Abaddon. Abaddon yes, Abaddon. Works. How long has it been it has we've been, seen Abaddon? It's been quite a while. I think I saw her in a match on dark maybe a month ago was the last time i saw her okay but i mean she's been off tv for a while yeah and she's back and this match i loved it i did too i Um, thought her and brit tore the house down we could have absolutely found some good negatively wrestling stuff about this match Mm -hmm. um i i i didn't but we could have because a lot of people were whining about it yeah i thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was great. Abaddon is a unique character, which is what we want. Yes. We like unique characters. They they make things fun. And she's definitely her own thing. Um, you can draw comparisons to Alexa Bliss, but I mean, I, I wouldn't, they're not that alike, really. They're no. not that alike. Um, yeah, I thought this was great. And Britt Brit played her part well. Yes. Uh, again, I thought this was a really great showing from both ladies. Really enjoyed this match. And I'll say just as a whole, one of the best episodes of Rampage, period, that they've done. Okay. I thought all three matches were fire. We're just talking about one today. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I thought that it was one of the best shows of Rampage they've had, just from a quality standpoint. Okay, gotcha. Nothing to do with ratings or anything like that, just uh, in-ring quality and just each match having my attention and having me invested. Gotcha. So but, uh, coming up this week, yes, uh, or or uh, okay, you would have already seen it because we are recording on True. a Wednesday. So I guess for us tonight, we've got Anna Jay and Jamie Hader mm-hmm. in a TBS tournament match. So yep. again, if you're listening to this on Friday, you already know what happened there. And then this week on Rampage, we have um, Red Velvet mm-hmm. against. Is it? Oh, the bunny. The bunny. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 Also in the the tournament. In the tournament. Correct. Correct. Um, Yeah. So both those matches to look forward to for us. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. One for you. One for me. Um, Not you, the listener. Oh. It's all about you, isn't it? It is. It's all about me. (laughs) It's about Tomb. There's no I in team, but there is a me. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, maybe for the guy that was complaining about Mandy Rose. <laughs> true. Very true. Uh, yeah, but then uh, one we did get to see, the Bunny versus Santana Garrett. Yeah, this was on Dark or Dark Elevation. Honestly, there's no difference between the shows. Really, I just, when I say Dark, I mean either of those two shows. Yeah, <laughs> Elevation is supposed to be spotlighting more like newer people but like elevation had a legit straight up like tag match um who was it it was um hold on i've got it right here it was 
Um, <laughs> Nyla Rose and Emmy Sak- and Emmy Sakura versus Rio Mizunami and Chris Statlander. That was on Elevation. Yeah, <laughs> that's a dark match, not a dark Elevation match. Nobody, none of those four need to be elevated. They've already made it. They're there. Yeah, they're there. But then on Dark, we had Ty Conti and LMK in 49 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, we, oh, we had, uh, no, sorry. That was elevation, but uh, this, the bunny and Santana Garrett was on dark. And so was red velvet versus Shalance Royale. Did you see this? I did not see this. No. Oh my God. Okay. I, you know what? I'm going to save it. I'm going to talk about that later. Okay. Um, because Shalance Royale is okay. I'm going to talk about that later. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. But, uh, there's no difference. Like, that match should have been on elevation i would have thought and then the other tag match should have been on dark yeah whatever but anyway um i wasn't crazy about this because they're using santana garrett as enhancement talent yeah and she's definitely under three minutes yeah and she's not enhancement talent man no santana i like santana garrett a lot i think she's very talented i like the bunny a lot she's one of my favorites i love alex uh, yeah. I loved the stuff she did in Impact with Rosemary, with the Demon Bunny, and when they were involved in the whole angle with the hot mess, Chelsea Green. Great stuff. And I like her as the bunny, but yeah, this, I, again, I don't know. It, Santana deserved a little bit better. She's now 0-3 in AEW. Santana Garrett is. Um, and they're not using her any better than NXT did, WWE did. Yeah. And Santana Garrett, she's a former Wonder of Stardom champion. Yes. It's like, come <laughs> like, on. <laughs> so why why is she getting jobbed out in less than three minutes to the bunny? Like, why aren't they using her? I mean, maybe she's not under a, a full contract, but still, can we go eight minutes instead of three? Yeah. Can it not be, not necessarily a squash, but, you know, give it time to breathe. Let, them, let her show what she's got and, yeah. and, and get to see the skills that she has yeah um so i wasn't crazy uh, about that yeah um moving over for aew because we, we, we don't have a dynamite because we're recording yeah, we don't have dynamite, dynamite to talk about tonight yeah. but uh let's let's talk a little bit about shimmer let's shimmer some shimmer yeah don't have a whole i mean we would have a whole lot if we actually had a way to watch the shows yeah so we don't um, we can't really speak to the quality of the matches and if we liked them or not but we did get a new shimmer champion yes so they had two shows this past Sunday night on Halloween, October 31st. And uh, the champion coming in was Kimberly. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the first show, she did successfully defend that title against Willow Nightingale, who, by the way, is fantastic. If you've not seen Willow Nightingale, she's also a, a, a featured player in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And she is pure fun. Um, just one of those that you want to put in your pocket and carry around all day because she's going to cheer you up nice um so willow is great and and one of my ring of honor favorites but kimberly did defend her title against willow successfully um in the first show but the second show things didn't go as well for kimberly as uh, she was defeated by zoe sky to crown a new shimmer champion now i'm very familiar with zoe because she had a run over in stardom right when i started watching it ah um so i know zoe very well uh, I keep wanting to say Zoe Sky when we talk about Zoe Stark. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I'm still used to saying Zoe Sky. Um, 
So a, a good choice. And she's a very solid wrestler and uh, she's got a good personality and I'm hoping the next Shimmer shows will be streamable so I can get a better sense for what's going on with, with Shimmer. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Mercedes Martinez was there. Um, yeah. Uh, Allison Kay and Marty Bell were there. They're the NWA tag champions. So they were there. So a lot going on. Nicole Savoy, who a lot of people uh-huh. may know, she was uh, part of the Mayon Classic. So yeah, lots, lots going on there. Um, also, the Heart of Shimmer Championship changed hands as Nevea defeated Hyan. Okay. I think I'm saying that right. H-Y-A-N. Again, I haven't, uh, I haven't heard it pronounced. Ah. Um, so that their secondary championship changed hands. The tag champions, Team C-Stars, did defend their championships um, success- successfully, twice. Oh. So no new tag champions, but new Shimmer champion and new Heart of Shimmer champion crowned this past weekend. Yeah, glad to have them back doing shows. Hopefully, they'll get uh, some stuff sorted out so we can actually watch them at some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 16 nice. years. They've been going 16 years. That's crazy. They, they just celebrated that uh, that anniversary. They put out a post that said, thanks for 16 years. And a lot of people read it as though they were shutting down. I don't, I don't think that's what they were saying. <laughs> no. I, I think they were just celebrating the 16-year anniversary. Um, and there's, I so, mean, a lot of talent has gone through. Oh, Shimmer. so much. So Bailey, much. Yep. Uh, I, I know there's more than that. That's just the person <laughs> that came to mind. A um, lot of talent. And I know one of them. One of them. Uh, <laughs> Bailey's good enough. I'm telling you. <laughs> Bailey's enough. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Chelsea Green went through there. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Um, it's almost, this is going to sound insulting. It's not meant to be. It's almost like a training ground. Um, that's not what I mean. What I mean is the, the, a lot of the roster is not very well known, but I think a lot of them will be eventually. Yeah. I mean, it goes to you, not, you can't just start in WWE, right? Like it just doesn't happen. And, and to a lesser extent, you probably can't just start in AEW anymore either. Right. You have for the most go, part. If you get lucky, you can get yeah. signed and put into a training program with them. But for the most part, yeah. Yeah, you have to kind of uh, earn your stripes, they would say, and get some experience under your belt. And that's what promotions and and it's not a knock on Shimmer, no, um, or Ring of Honor or any of the other promotions that aren't AEW or WWE, right? Um, because I mean, in Japan, Stardom's it's the stuff, you know, that's, that's, that's the top dog. Uh, yep. just like new Japan over there, you know, it's, yep. it's a different kind of monster, but you got to have those, the, uh, smaller, the smaller promotions for people to get experience and make a name for themselves. So mm-hmm. yep. no shame in it at all. No, no. And again, you do have people there that you already know, like Mercedes Martinez. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a good mix and I'm, I'm, I've yet to see a shimmer show. I really wanted to see their comeback shows and I'm, I'm disappointed they weren't streaming, but maybe next time. Yeah. Maybe next time. Uh, let's jump into some stardom. Oh uh, boy. And, and there's a lot. You said 21 matches. Yeah. I'm not going to go through every single match, but let's start with the stardom tag league update. Did you see some of this? Uh, bits and pieces. Yes. I have seen some of it. Okay. Um, and it, this is the one from uh, 
What did these shows originally have? Uh, over the weekends, last Saturday and Sunday, October 30th and 31st. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a little bit of uh, Queen's Quest uh, and Lady C and Waka. I'm not going to try the last name. Okay. <laughs> Sukiyama. Oh, w- Waka Skiyama. Yeah. Skiyama. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw that one. Thought that was yep. pretty good. I like Queen's Quest. Yeah. It's Momo. Yeah. you going to do? Momo and Azumi. Yep. And I did see uh, the other Queen's Quest, uh, Saya and Utami versus Anon and Rita. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm not waiting around and letting them update me on the standings. I'm keeping track myself this time. Ah. When they were doing the five-star Grand Prix, I just assumed they would constantly keep us updated, and they didn't. They just kind of updated us when they felt like it. Um, so I've got the standings. So right now, in the Blue Goddess block, the leaders are Micah and Shuri with four points. So okay. Donna Del Mondo, they're just ahead of both Momo and Azumi with three points and Starlight Kid and Ruwaka with three points. And the red block, the red goddess block, three-way tie for number one right now, all with four points. Utami Hayashishita and Saya Kamatani have four. Himeka and Natsupoi have four. And Hukigan Death and Saki Kashima have four. Um, Hanan and Rina have none. My Sakurai and Unagi Sayaka have none. Um, I'm, I'm, if I had to bet, I'd say Hanan and Rina will not have any points at the end of this whole thing. Oh. That's my guess. Uh, and probably Lady C and Wakatsukiyama. I'm looking at this and I'm looking at my standings and I'm just realizing that my autocorrect corrected Waka to Wakanda. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm fixing that now okay. um so that's the standing for the tag league lots to come in that we're not going to have three-way ties by the time we get to the end of this thing um they're just getting started beyond that do you have anything on that you want to add oh no just that i really enjoyed what i was able to actually fit in and see this week because yeah. i'm trying to get more stardom in there so we have more to talk about yeah um, oh and i did catch a few minutes of uh tom and mina okay Versus okay. Starlight and Ruaka. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was I, good. I really dug that. Yeah. Um, we did have, on this Wednesday, as I mentioned before, a stardom pay-per-view today. Yes. yes. <laughs> right in the middle of my week, on the busiest day of my week, um, we had a pay-per-view. And it was Kawasaki Super Wars. And holy God, this was an amazing show. This was absolutely just tremendous. One of my favorite shows of the year, hands down. Um, We had nine matches. And in the pre-show, Battle of the Cosmic Angels Light. Mm. We had Maya Sakurai against Wakasukiyama. So the new Cosmic Angels, the two new ones. Wakanda forever. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Um, She's now Wakanda Skiyama. Yes. (laughs) Um, um, And my Sakurai did get the win uh, there. I'm not sure Waka has won a match yet. Uh, And that was fine. Then to open the show proper, we had the Future Stardom Championship with Ruaka Mm -hmm. defending against Lady C. And Ruaka did retain. No big surprise there. And again, that was fine. We did have one match from the Tag League tournament. We had Fukigan Death and Saki Kashima defeating Hanan and Rina. <laughs> um, so that's where Fukigan Death and Saki got their second pair of points. 
bringing from two to four because they previously, as I mentioned last week, beaten Utami yep. and, and Saya. So now they're up to four. Uh, okay, and I called that. After that, we had a three-way with Saya Kamatani, Micah, and Mina Shirakawa. Much to my surprise, Mina gets the win. Oh, I Mina. Really, yeah, I thought for sure Micah was a shoe-in for this one. But no, Mina gets a win with an implant DDT on Saya. Uh, solid match, seven and a half minutes. Wasn't crazy, but it was good while it lasted. And very happy to see Mina get a win there. Much, much deserved. She needs more wins. Uh, after that, we had the Tag League special match, where it was a team from each block. So it didn't count towards the tournament. Right. We had Mayu, Obatani, and Kaguma taking on from Stars, taking on Himeka and Natsupoi from Donna Domando. And they went to a 15 minute draw. But man, this was great. This was really good. Um, better than just a, a random tag match should have been, to be honest. Oh. Uh, some really cool spots, nonstop action. They had one spot. Himeka had Mayu in a powerbomb position. Okay. And Mayu is facing Himeka and Natsupoi's corner. She's over in the corner. Okay. Natsupoi climbs the turnbuckle and jumps off to flying body press Mayu out of the powerbomb position. Instead, Mayu leans back so that Natsupoi flies right over her and Mayu hurricane ranas Himeka. Nice. So she dodged the flying body press with a hurricane rana into a pin. <laughs> That should have ended it. That was such a cool spot. Simple, <laughs> but something I've never seen before. Yeah. And it was so cool. It should have ended it, but nah, he, she kicked out and we, we went to the 15 minute, 15. Oh, by the way, I've got a stardom hack for you. Are you ready? Okay. All right. They have a tell. Ooh. So in most matches, they'll call out five minutes have passed, 10 minutes have passed, right? That's normal. But if they get down to three minutes, and they call out three minutes remaining, it's going to a draw. Ah. Because, yeah. And if they don't, then that means even if it's a 15-minute time limit, if they don't call that out, somebody's going to win before we get to the end. Ah. But if they, call, if they start counting the time down, it's a time limit draw every time. They need to fix that. Yeah. It's a dead giveaway. Um, but that match was absolutely tremendous. After that, Starlight Kid defending the high-speed title against Momo Watanabe. This is why I love wrestling. Ah. This match, it's not, it's, blah. I like, I don't even know where to start with this match. It's not a traditional great wrestling match in the sense that most people picture a great wrestling match. It wasn't a thousand near falls. It wasn't a bunch of hurricane runners and, and uh, 450 splashes. What it was is a believable story where, you know, we had WrestleMania 25 with Triple H and Randy Orton, where Randy Orton had, what, DDT'd Stephanie or RKO'd Stephanie, and didn't he kiss her too? Yeah. she was unconscious. Mm-hmm. And, like, Triple H should have been really pissed. And then when they get to the match, they lock up. <sighs> like a normal match? <laughs> like a like... normal match? Like, what is this? Well, here, Starlight Kid just said Momo ate too much. And I think... Like, if I didn't know better, I would have thought Momo wanted to kill Starlight Kid. Like, Momo's hate for Starlight was palpable from the moment she walked down the aisle. 
She had one of Starlight's masks. She threw it angrily at the ring. And then once the match started, it was just first, it started with uh, she was proving to Starlight that she could do the high speed style. Like the opening 60 seconds was one of my favorite opening 60 seconds to any match I've seen, to be honest. Wow. Because of the story that it was telling. It was Momo keeping pace. Um, She did a kip up, which Momo never does. She did that kip up and then just stared at Starlight as if to say, I can do this. I just choose not to. And from there, uh, it did kind of break down into more of a traditional type match with pin attempts and stuff like that. And then they fell to the outside and they were brawling and Momo was just getting angrier and angrier. The rest of Oedo Tai started attacking Momo, which just pissed her off more. <laughs> they were attacking the other members of Queen's Quest who were down there, which pissed Momo off even more. She got Starlight down, started single-handedly singling out the rest of Oedo Tai and beating the crap out of them. And so she's just going on a rampage against Oedo Tai. She gets Starlight down, starts ripping at Starlight's mask, trying to rip the mask off, trying to rip at the eye hole. And Starlight escapes and they fight and they fight and they fight and they do both get counted out. This ended in a double count out, um, which sounds disappointing, but it wasn't because I believed every second of it. I believed every single second of it. I thought Momo hated Starlight Kid. I thought Momo hated me for some reason. Like I, (laughs) it was believable. And this is why I love wrestling. I want, I forgot it was fake. That's Mm. simply what it was. I forgot it was fake. And that's what I want. If you're reminding me it's fake, eh, I'm not as into it. But if someone who didn't watch wrestling was watching that, they would have said, I know this stuff is fake, but are they really mad? Yeah. That kind of, ah. Uh, it's like, I, I believe one of my favorite quotes from Bischoff when he was doing documentaries for, you know, the, the Monday Night Wars, he's like, that was the reaction he really strive to you know put out there with wcw and the nwo is where it was hey i know all that stuff's you know planned out but that wasn't supposed to happen right yeah (laughs) nobody believes more than the people who don't watch and say they think it's fake yeah yeah because they'll they'll be all you know big and bold and say all that stuff oh it's also fake but if you get them one-on-one they'll they'll change their tune a little bit and they'll say oh it's also fake right Right? <laughs> right. I mean, it has to be right. Right. Yeah. And this would have been one of those matches that convinced a non-believer. Well, this one's not fake. Um, and the story made sense too, because Momo said from the beginning, she didn't want this title. It's not her style. She doesn't like to wrestle this way. She, in fact, she said that if she won it, she was just going to give it right back to starlight anyway. Yeah. So it, it made sense that Momo wouldn't care about getting in the ring and winning the match. Cause she didn't want that belt. She cared about hurting starlight. And this match was just unbelievable. Um, it, it, it wasn't too long. It was just under 12 minutes, but it was 12 minutes of as compelling and believable story as I've ever seen in a wrestling match. That's cool. I definitely want to check that one out. Starlight kid versus Brock Watanabe. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she Momo man. Mode. <laughs> she was, she was just beating everybody up. It was fantastic. Uh, and I'm glad that she didn't just go out and take the loss because three or four months ago, that's what would have happened. Like before this summer, that's what would have happened. Momo would have just lost, but they've been pushing her a little better, booking her a little better. 
Um, maybe she's like a coming out party for you know she's gonna really uh, get some traction and maybe get a decent push. Yeah, hopefully she she deserves it. So I love both of these, both of these. They're two of the best wrestlers in the world, and they're the only two for who I have official stardom shirts. Oh, it's true. That's yeah, very I, true. My, well, my Starlight Kid's being delivered tomorrow, but I will have it. Um, by the time you hear this, I've got it. <laughs> um, and Cosmic Angels just kept selling out. That's the only reason I don't have that one. It keeps selling out. Um, so yes, that, that match, just unreal. That was followed by, for the Wonder of Stardom, no, it wasn't. It was followed by, for the um, uh, SWA title, Shuri defending against Azumi. Um, and this was good. Um, What's the Shuri... deal with the, the five-star Grand Prix contract? Oh yeah, that was also on the line. Okay, okay. Yeah, so if, if Azumi won, then she would get the, the title shot in December ah, against ah, Utami. Gotcha, gotcha. And it was also for the SWA title. Gotcha. Um, Shuri won. Uh, kind of a foregone conclusion. I mean, there was no way Azumi was going to win this. Um, and this was pretty good. Uh, kind of what you would expect from the two of them, which is good. Um but nothing that I'm going to remember months down the road because it is it was a pretty typical match for these two. Okay. But it was good. Shuri gets to win. Shuri's not losing that championship contract. She's probably going to win the belt. So, ah. yeah, that yeah. But that was followed by the Wonder Stardom Championship match. The real battle of the Cosmic Angels: Tom Nakano defending against Unagi Sayaka. The best match of Unagi Sayaka's career. Wow, hands down. Hands down. This match, also unbelievable storytelling. Different story. This was the story of two friends fighting over a title where Unagi feels like she has to prove herself to the leader, to her friend, Tom. And this also foregone conclusion, like there was no way Unagi was going to win. But with that match, with that kind of match, where you have a foregone conclusion, there are two ways to win me over. By either making me question that conclusion or by making me care about something besides who wins. Okay. And this made me care about something besides who won because Unagi started taking it to a new level. Um, For example, she did basically a sister Abigail, but the way she does it, she doesn't hook the arm and the head. She only hooks the head. If you can picture that. Okay. Yeah. And she did a draping one from the apron to the concrete floor. It, Ooh. And at that moment, my heart sank and I was like, Unagi, why? Like, why, Unagi? Ooh. Tom's, your, Tom's your friend. Why are you doing that? Is the belt worth more than Tom to you? Like, why? Why, Unagi? Um, and it was really at that moment where the match started to pick up and the story started to really, really get involved. Um, Tom did win, um, but another just unbelievable match. Hands down, again, like I said, Unagi's best match, and she shows, she showed that she belongs at the top, that she belonged in the co-main event. Uh, oh, by the way, something I forgot to mention, way back, way back in the pre-show match with Mai Sakurai and, and Wakasukiyama, uh-huh. after the match, someone ran in and attacked them with a mop while wearing, not a Momo Watanabe mask, but you remember the internet, like, monster Momo? With the weird face from like a few years ago. Yeah. Wearing that mask. Just attacked both of them with a mop and then, <laughs> then ran out. And we never got follow-up 
on what that was. Um, um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> so if you don't know Momo, what, what, what we're talking about, just do a search. Um, Momo internet meme or something like that. Uh, it started from a, like a sculpture that someone did that was supposed to be like a bird face or something. And then yeah. it turned into like a scary internet monster. Um, yeah, so I don't know what that was. I, hopefully we'll get some follow-up at some point. Um, but ha- yeah, hats off to Unagi Sayaka and Tom Nakano. They killed it. Tom steps up every time she gets a big match. And this was no exception. She's also one of the greatest in the world. And then the main event, Utami Hayashishka versus Hazuki. This was the longest women's match of the week at 25 minutes, 23 seconds. And it was another fantastic match. I wouldn't put it on the level of the Tom, Unagi, or Momo Starlight match, but it, it wasn't that far behind. Um, and again, kind of foregone conclusion. Uh, Utami is going to make it to her match with Shuri. That's going to happen. So she's not losing the title before then. But uh, Hazuki, you know, just came back and she has won me over quickly. Because, like I said, I, I didn't see much of her before right. her recent return. But, uh, yeah, she is crisp. She is... Uh, they were doing moves in spots that I've never seen before and never seen done. Like, uh, Unagi had Hazuki up, kind of in a razor's edge position. Uh, her finisher is to get them in that position and then spin around and throw them like a powerbomb. Yeah. Um but Hazuki countered that into a sunset flip bomb, <laughs> which I'd never seen that done before. It was impressive. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm visualizing it. It's like, okay. Yeah. It was very impressive. Um, and oh gosh, they were on the apron and one of Unagi's signature moves, I wouldn't call it a finisher, but one of her signature moves is uh, the air raid siren. Okay. Do you know that one where basically she has her opponent draped across her back? Yeah. Up, upside down and then kind of jumps and drops them shoulders first to the mat. Mm-hmm. Well, she was doing that on the apron, first of all. But then Hazuki kind of looked up on the way down and instead of landing on her shoulders, landed on her face. Oh! And I just wanted, that was one of those where I just wanted to see her move. Like, just move. Just show me you're okay. Just move. Oh. And she, she, I don't know how she moved. I don't know how she's standing, but somehow she survived that. It was insane. Um, and there were moves like that, several of them throughout the match. Like I've never seen a move done that way. Wow. Uh, so it was, it was also tremendous. Uh, this was a nine match card. Four of the nine matches made my top matches of the year list. Four wow. of the nine. Yeah. So unbelievable show. And look, if you love women's wrestling, the best place to go is stardom. You get a combination of quantity and quality that you don't get anywhere else in the world when it comes to women's wrestling. Stardom is number one. And yeah, so check this show out as soon as you get the chance. Um, It's worth your time. That's awesome. I am looking yeah. forward to actually getting to see it. Yes. It'll um, be up on Stardom World in a few days, I'd say. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. Um, well, we were talking there about Utami, and she is also the next topic of conversation, only this time revolving around Jim Cornette. Um, I know you have the exact quote up, and I hadn't even heard about this until we were doing the, the rundown for the show. So why don't you fill everybody in who so, may not know? 
yeah, Utami Hayashista was ranked number two on Pro Wrestling Illustrated's top 150 women for mm-hmm. the year. And upon hearing this, Jim Cornette referred to her referred to her as an unknown Japanese fetish object that does indie outlaw mud shows at Japan. There's so much <laughs> that's, wrong. that's problematic with that statement. Yeah. So much. Like, I don't even know what to start with. The racism? Is that where we should start? I guess. I mean, uh, I mean, Cornette's never been on my favorite list. <laughs> he... Uh, he, uh, okay, if, if we're being honest, he knows a lot about wrestling. Yeah, he's been in the business forever. And most of the time, I agree with his ideas regarding wrestling. I'd say 75 to 80% of the time, I think he's right. But he is completely clueless about modern women's wrestling. He doesn't know a thing about it. And he's proven that over and over and over yeah. with the statements that he makes. So just because he doesn't know who Utami is, that means that she's unknown and that nobody knows who Utami is or that she's not worth getting to know. And a fetish object, what, because she's attractive, that's it. He can't get past that. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Disney's Beauty and the Beast. All right. I'm going somewhere with this, Tim. Okay. All right. So the, the idea behind Disney's Beauty and the Beast is that both beast and bell are beauty and both are the beast both are in actuality beauty but are seen by others as a beast beast because of his physical appearance but bell because they think she's weird right right okay but you've got gaston over there who doesn't care about that because all he sees are her looks he doesn't know anything beyond that and people can't see beyond her looks just like they can't see beyond Beast looks. That's what Jim Cornette is with Utami. Mm-hmm. He can't see beyond her looks because she's attractive. So he doesn't see any value for her beyond that. And it's insulting to her. It's insulting to the hard work that she has done. It's insulting to her level of success. She's the fastest rising star in stardom history. She's only, I think, 24 mm-hmm. at this point, And she's been champion for a year now. And it's insulting to really everybody in it's, stardom. Yeah. Stardom as a whole is that that's just, he's lumping it into basically one, like they're, they're, they're all the same mm-hmm. and nothing further from the truth. I mean, goodness. Yeah. This, this is a hot take that he probably should have kept to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, I, I'm just kind of patently disgusted by the comment. Honestly, it's just right. stupid. Yeah, again, so much, so much to take issue with. And he he understands how to tell a story. He understands how to get people over. He understands psychology. He, that he gets, but I don't care how much he talks about Mildred Burke. He doesn't know anything about women's wrestling. And he's made yeah. that very clear. Just the fact that, again, he focused on her appearance and nothing else. Did he even see... Of course, I mean, I know the answer. This is a rhetorical question. Did he even see her match with Shuri this year that went 43 minutes? He's probably never seen a match of hers in his life. Probably not. Yeah. So don't talk about something if you don't know it, if you haven't seen it. You you have not earned an opinion. Everybody's got a right to opinion. Everybody's got a right to an informed opinion. And his is not informed. And to be that dismissive of 
people that work as hard as she does and as hard as all Joshi wrestlers do. Because I feel like he would lump any Joshi promotion in with this, whether it's Stardom or Seedling or Marvelous yeah. or whatever. He, he doesn't know the difference between any of them. So he's really lumping them all, you know, all into this comment. Um, yeah, screw you, Jim Cornette. Yeah. yeah. They're just uncalled for. Yeah. Ugh. Let's move on to the NWA. Yes. And a uh, title defense tag team championships on the line. The Hex taking on Tootie Lynn and Thunder Kitty. Judy Lynn, what a pair of great names, right? Yes. <laughs> Judy yes. Lynn, Thunder Kitty. Thunder Kitty, by the way, my first time seeing Thunder Kitty. Um, she <laughs> she uh, proclaims herself to have been wrestling for 100 years. Ah. Um, she does look a little older. She doesn't look 100. <laughs> so, you know, she looks good for her age, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the hex is Allison Kay and Marty Bell. They've, uh, this is the third successful title defense for them in the last seven days. Very nice. So, yeah, and they did successfully defend. Uh, I, I really like Marty Bell and, and um, Allison Kay. And uh, after the match, they were interviewed. And they were asked about their, their tag team name, the Hex. What does that mean? Why are you called the Hex? And they said, simply because if you encounter us, your life is forever ruined. Hey, Pretty I like it. Yeah. That's dope. I really dig that. That's <laughs> yeah. What a great answer to the question. I like it. Exactly. Yeah. So um, th- there's good stuff on NWA. I want more. We just don't have enough of what we had, you know, last week we had the uh, empowered episode mm-hmm. and that was great. I'm not saying they need to do that every week, but we only had one women's match on, mm-hmm. on, on NWA power this week. So I'd like to have more than just one. So that's all, yeah. all we have for NWA this week. Yeah, I'm hoping maybe the Empower thing will become more of a, again, not every week, can't do it every week. I get it, limited airtime and all, but maybe like maybe one show a month, mm-hmm. let it be an Empower. That would be great. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Yep. Um, some other, uh, some Ring of Honor yep. talk. Uh, we have a match to talk about, another tag match, not for any That's championships, but no. um, we had the uh, Max the Impaler. Mm-hmm. And Miranda uh, Alize. Miranda Alize yep. taking on Quinn McKay and uh Roxy. Roxy, the uh Ring of Honor women's champion. Roxy. Yes. Yep. And I I I dug this a lot. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And it's the first time I, I've seen um uh Max the Impaler. Okay. They're a beast. They are phenomenal. I mean, good lord. Yeah. Another character. Yeah. Another a strong character. I, and I like, you know, because uh, she had, I guess, you know, the handler on the outside. Yeah. I can't remember, but was kind of, yes, it's okay to go in. You've been tagged. It's not aggressive. You, know, you yeah, yeah, yeah. come back. Kind of directing uh, uh, the Impaler. Thought that was really cool and helped yeah. further the story between Roxy and Miranda. Yep. Um, and you've got Quinn trying to you know, keep her focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really, I, I like, I liked everything about this. I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Quinn is kind of the, the noob because mm-hmm. she's been primarily a, a broadcaster mm-hmm. and is just now really stepping into the ring for ring of honor. And so she's trying to find her way. Roxy is also fairly new, but she's the champion. She's called the prodigy for a reason. And she is that good. 
Miranda Alize is also that good. Um, you know, when, when Ring of Honor closes down, at least for a little while in December, I don't know where they'll end up. I hope they end up somewhere together yes. uh, because I, I want to see more of them going at it. So uh, basically what happened here to finish the match is Maxine Perler did all the damage to Quinn McKay and then Miranda tagged herself in and got the pin. Yep. Uh, just didn't even do anything else. I mean, early in the match, she did. Well, but. To, her, to her credit, uh, Miranda did stay. She was basically on her own for the first 10 right. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tag out, which I thought. Yeah. Earlier in the match, she did the work. Yeah. Yeah, she carried a heavy load there. But yeah, in the end, it was Max just cleaning everything up. Yeah. And then Miranda getting the glory. Yeah. So that gives Miranda some sort of win over Roxy, even though. Roxy didn't take the pin. Quinn McKay took the pin, but it's still Miranda's team beat Roxy's team. So that's going to further the, the case for Miranda Alizé. We don't have a whole lot of time though, because we've got another triple threat coming up soon to determine. Uh, so we had one triple threat already that Miranda was in, but was won by Willow. And then Willow will face the winner of the next triple threat. And then the winner of that gets a shot at Roxy. So Miranda's not even in the mix there. And so I don't know what's going to happen because, you know, now we don't really have time. We've only got to December 11th, final battle. True. And so I don't know, you know, how many title defenses Roxy's going to have between, between now and then. And then. Yeah. 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 But uh, keep your eyes peeled for both, for all four of these, but especially Roxy and Miranda Alizé. Uh, they're both going to be something big. Yes, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly um that's all we have for ring of honor <laughs> yeah that's it we just had the one match mm-hmm. of course again as, as we've said we are recording on wednesday so we don't have our wednesday women's, yeah or women's wrestling wednesday uh to watch quite yet we will yeah. later on yep um but let's go ahead and move over to some nxt and yeah unfortunately it does look like zoe stark is injured yeah. Yep, legitimate. I, I suspected that last week because she was grabbing her knee during that ladder match and yep. nothing was explicitly done to the knee in, in the course of the match. So that that's usually a dead giveaway that there's something legitimately wrong. Yeah, so we hope you get well soon. I haven't read the extent of the damage or any no, projections yet. But they did the angle this week on NXT Yep, where she was attacked by Toxic Attraction in the, uh, in the locker room get her uh kayfabe off tv yeah um but as i said when we were texting it's like yeah okay because then eo kind of stepping up to mandy if we get an eo mandy program i'm not going to be disappointed no no and not I at mean, all all the better for mandy too like who else is going to help you continue to improve and probably very fast yeah very quickly who's going to be better at that than eo shirai and if you're really wanting to you know to really build mandy up getting a rub over eo that would be big. That would be mm-hmm. huge for her. Yeah. Uh, probably her biggest match to date and would probably be her biggest win. Today. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Although I do have to say that a title used to go on woman that could actually wrestle. Ah. And now putting it on woman ah. who just ah. have looks. <laughs> that guy is going to be all about this program. <laughs> <laughs> man uh but of course we did get uh, casey and caden coming out as well 
uh, stepping up. So we're going to get, looks like a six woman tag Next showdown. Week. Next week. It's official. Toxic attraction, EO, Casey, and Caden. So that should Casey's. be great. Yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to this, uh, yeah. this six woman tag. Um, should be very fun and very entertaining. Um, Dakota Kai. Let's talk about her character. Mm-hmm. Um, She's back in the ring. Back in the ring. Good stuff. Uh, although the match. Uh, there were a couple couple, couple rough spots. We'll say, yeah, rough spots, hiccups, you could say. Um, she was taking on. Um, Corey Jade. Yeah, Corey Jade. Um, and who, I, who is still new? Very green. Yeah. Very green. Um but I say you gotta learn. It's, you gotta learn. She, I mean, it's not like she's doing that every every week. Like, yeah. Just, but you're gonna whatever. have off nights. You're gonna have you're gonna off have nights. off nights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it didn't <laughs> it didn't help either that you know this winning streak she had going is now just done. Yeah. <laughs> Dakota beat her in under three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know really what the point was of having her get those two wins over Electra Lopez and and um, uh, Frankie Monet. Yeah. But oh well. But uh, Dakota, uh, almost a little bit of the uh, the crazy talk, kind of, you know, little twitches here and there, kind of mentally unstable is how they're kind of portraying it. Mm-hmm. Um, female Randy Orton hearing voices yeah. in her head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think it's great. I I love Dakota Kai. I'm a, I'm a big fan, so I'm yeah. glad that she's back in the ring. And I do like afterwards. Um, you know, she kind of runs into toxic attraction and she's like, I didn't do it for you. I did. Right. I did it to hurt Raquel because she's going to get what she's got coming to her and just storms off. And that's what I'm, I'm digging it because we're going to have this awesome grudge match. No title involved. Just going to be a hard hitting, a good match with a great story with friends turned enemies. Yeah. Um, Yep. So, that's that's what we like. Yeah, I'm digging it. I'm I'm really excited for that. It doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. <laughs> it's, I, I just want to care about the characters in the story. I I don't need something we've never seen before. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot to give a story weight. No. You just have to hit one or two little things, and you're and you're gold. Starlight told Momo she ate too much. Yeah, that was the, that was the story, and it gave one of the best matches I've seen this year. Yeah. Um, speaking of people that we're big fans of next week, Kaylee Ray, finally, Kaylee Ray. I'm really excited for this. Although I will say, um, you you know, we have toxic attraction at the top with the belts, Kaylee Ray coming in. Um, we're going to go heel versus heel because I, I would assume she's probably going to aim for the top (laughs) if she keeps talking about former being a former champion. And wanting to go for the championship. I think that'll be her goal. It doesn't have to be the first thing she does, though. What do you think would be a good first program? Um, well, I would have said EO, but now EO's tied up. True. Um, so who else do we have there? What other faces do we have that we can work with? Um, um, Raquel's tied up, too. Yeah. And Zoe's hurt. Um, Casey and Caden are with EO. Cora Jade doesn't seem like she might be eating another loss next week. <laughs> yeah. But I would say, and again, no offense to Cora Jade, I would think that that would be. It's just kind of her spot right now. 
Yeah, I think it's yeah. just that's a little lower than they want Kaylee to start opponent wise. I think they would want to have her kick off with someone a little more prominent. I don't know, unless you just want her to show up and get a win. Well, that's make, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Just to get yeah. a win, show up, get a win, look good, and just make an impression. So I that guess, might be the way they go. And again, um, the other the other question is, I mean, Kaylee Ray, we don't necessarily know that she's going to be specifically defined healer face. That's true. That's so, true. We don't know who that, that first opponent could be. Um, heck, what's her name from Legato del Fantasma? No, Car- uh, <laughs> I almost said Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra. <laughs> <laughs> Electra Lopez. Electra Lopez. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man, that celebrity crossover would have worked 20 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Would have gotten a lot of views on that. If YouTube had been a thing back in the day. (laughs) Woo! Yep. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so... Did she show up? Was she on WCW? Did Carmen Electra do something with WCW? I think she should, because she was dating Rodman Rodman. at the time. Yeah. I think she may have shown up on TV. I don't know that she did anything specific other than just be there. Yeah, like you know, kind of just as his valet or something at a pay per view, maybe, or maybe in the in the front row or something. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like she made some sort of appearance on WCW at some point, but I could just be imagining things. No, I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm pretty sure okay. you're right. Um, but yeah, so NXT, good stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, again, uh, bad news for for Zoe. We do hope she gets better soon because yeah. we love Zoe Stark. She is yes. phenomenal. Yes, um, and she's not Zoe Sky. Yeah, not Zoe Sky. Right. start Two uh, different people but uh, yeah hopefully she's not out too long and it's not too serious of an injury right uh but let's uh let's get to the home stretch here let's talk about raw uh oh let's see where to start <laughs> where to start yeah. uh, of course we kick off the show with the title match with Becky and Bianca, which was uh, a great choice, I thought, to start the show with it. I thought that was bold choice. The the presentation made it feel big. It made it yes. feel like a big deal. With the pre-match promos in the back. and Yeah. Yeah, it felt big. Uh, I really dug that. And, of course, uh, it, was, it was a good match. It was great. I, it was a it great, was great match. The two of them went toe-to-toe, back and forth. It was going stuff. to be my match of the week until the start on pay-per-view. Ah. Yeah. But, uh, of course, Becky uh, picks up the victory, pulls tights a little bit to get leverage on that pin. And that uh, uncovered turnbuckle. Yeah, and the uncovered turnbuckle. Yeah. Uh, so she picks up the victory. Um, and then uh, there's some interview stuff. We'll, we'll get more to that in a second. <laughs> Let, we'll so save that for last. I, I'm, I'm thinking right now Bianca just goes on ahead of Survivor Series team, probably. More than That's what I would assume at this point. It's, yeah. I think that's again if they are going to do what we assume they're going to do for survivor mm-hmm. series yeah. that would make the most sense i think I, I would see sasha heading up a team and bianca heading up a team yeah that's how i see it yeah. um as long as no title switch shenanigans happen right somewhere in there right um but as it stands yeah that would sound like the best play and what yeah. they'd probably go for but we also had a tag match hey championship contenders <laughs> there you go now you got it uh, i'm still never gonna like saying it uh carmella uh, tw- tweeted tweet it out i'll feature you on negatively wrestling <laughs> all right now you're talking 
yeah you'll be you'll be famous yes <laughs> infamous <laughs> mm-hmm. uh carmela and zelina taking on Rhea and nikki apparently the only way to get a chance to <laughs> take on the champions is to beat them in a non-title match yeah there's yep. no other way to gain number one contendership to the tag belts at least right <laughs> right but as we saw with Shotzi and tegan you're still not guaranteed that match <laughs> no. will ever happen no carmella <laughs> could beat carmella and zelina could beat them for the next month straight and still not get still a title not match. get a shot um but carmella and zelina do pick up the win uh, so they will take on Rhea and Nikki for the belts at some point, we assume. <laughs> Probably, I guess. Probably. <laughs> yeah, um, um, this was okay. It got more time than I thought it would. Yeah. They got um, a commercial break and everything. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I want the belts off of Rhea and Nikki. <laughs> the tag titles, they're, they're just, they seem to kind of only sort of care about them. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I it's, did, <laughs> when I was looking through for negatively wrestling comments, I saw someone suggest that they need more tag titles for the women in WWE, <laughs> like more titles for the women. Like, are you out of your mind? Yeah, like, no, they're not. They're not using the ones they have now. Like, I wouldn't mind like a mid card belt. The the problem I would have with a mid card belt is that then certain stars would get pigeonholed into they're only as high as this belt, and they would never get a shot at the top titles. Yeah. So like a Liv Morgan, for example, I think if if she won that mid card title, I don't think we'd ever see her in the world title picture. Maybe, but on the other hand, wouldn't you rather be able someone to? say they've had a title rather than to never have one at all it depends on how prestigious the title is yeah i mean our our truth is 187 times 24 7 champion <laughs> right or something like that but he's gonna so... keep winning until he's won it 247 times you know that right <laughs> yeah right that way he's the true right 24 7 <laughs> yeah yeah so it, it's just it depends on the title like i don't care who a former european champion is doesn't matter so what true but like back in the day the mid-card belt was the elevation right say you were ready for the big time and it seems like they just don't do that anymore right if they still if they did that if they still did that i'd agree with you yeah but they don't do that anymore they use it to to pigeonhole people and to say all right that's as good as you're going to get now would you be opposed to switching out the tag titles for two mid card belts? Maybe I'd have to, think and I only say that, that because it seems like every women's tag team is just thrown together and then split up and then split up. So, it, <laughs> right, it's not really a tag team division, no, not at all. And I think that takes away from the prestige of the belts. There's just not, yeah, because it doesn't feel like, hey, we're a tag, like. I'd buy it if it was the KCs. Mm-hmm. They're a tag team. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're vying for that championship because we're a team and that's our goal is to be tag team champions. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't buy that Rhea and Nikki's goal was to be champions until they were thrown together. You know, it wasn't like they set out on that journey for right. their career. Right. Um, and I think that hurts the belts. Yeah. And yeah. In that regard, I almost would prefer mid-card belts because at least then 
the singles matches make more sense. The Mm storylines can be developed better. Yeah. I also know how much those tag belts meant to, or mean Mm -hmm. to like Sasha and Bailey and who, who, you know, pushed for them for so long and so hard. I hate to like take that away. Yeah. And there's that side too. Yeah. uh... Yeah. So I wouldn't want to do that. I'd rather they just focus on the tag belts. Yeah. And oh, yeah. so that, yeah. So that, you know, they, we, we're not even considering this as an option. I, I want to think, what? There's no way I'd want to get rid of the women's tag belts. That's what I want. Like, take your big roster of women and start dedicating some serious thought to tag team wrestling. Yeah. And elevate those belts. That would be yep. the preferred course of action. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So huh, we shall see. Now, yeah. If Carmella and Zelina were to capture the belts, that would free up Nikki and Rhea <laughs> to split, <laughs> to split, or to at least be new opponents. If you know Becky's a heel and keeping the title, mm-hmm. that gives her a couple more faces to run programs with. Yeah. So, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, but back to Becky. As we were talking, she did cheat to get that victory over Bianca. And then she's got a backstage promo going in the back. Uh, and uh, someone steps up. We get a step up from none other than your girl, Liv the Morgan. The most beautiful woman in WWE. Liv Morgan. Um, and like I said, you know, we've been talking about how she kept losing and losing. Like, this is the WWE mentality. Lose, yeah. lose, lose. Big program. Yeah, which makes no sense. Makes no sense why they do it. And it's Madison Rain, too, over in Impact. (laughs) Yeah. It it makes no sense. Um, But, you know, whatever. Um, At least she did beat the person that she also lost to. So she does have wins over Carmella in addition to those losses. So there is that level of credibility. Um, But, you know, uh, whatever. I'll take it. I'm not going to be one of those people that finally gets what they've been wanting and then complains about it. I'm just not going to do it. Liv, Becky, I, I, I don't have illusions that Liv is going to walk away as champion. Although if they do that, then um, I don't know. I'll, I'll not say anything bad about them for six months. Um, I'll, I'll hold to that. How will I'm going to hold to that. How will we do a show? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let you handle that part. You just cut half our content. <laughs> Um, well, I, I like how apparently optimistic you are that Liv is going to beat Becky for the title. Um, that's awesome. Okay. I feel better about this. Um, this is Liv's opportunity to show what she's got and to show what she can do. They give her the chance. She'll, she'll do it. She'll back it up. I have no doubt about that. Well, again, we've seen her have great matches. Remember that great match with Asuka she had like a year yeah. ago or something? More than a year ago, I think at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had that, that, uh, four way elimination match where it came down to her and Bianca, uh, not that long ago to, for Bianca to earn her rematch against Becky. Um, that was great. So Liv can go and, uh, I am I'm, I'm excited for her. I'm happy for her. I, I really hope that she gets a huge spotlight here, but I also hope that Becky doesn't stomp it out by only half committing to being a heel. Uh, and, and you say how elated you'll be in you know six months. You won't talk bad about the WWE if if Liv wins the title. If it's a squash in under two minutes, and Becky wins, what are you going to do then? 
oh oh i'll be pissed i'll be <laughs> i'll be, i'll be momo v2 <laughs> that's momo what lesnar <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah, oh oh i won't be the only one though oh i'm no no you won't yeah. i mean I, i'll be upset if that happens as well i think that yeah. would be a travesty um yeah. But yeah, so here's here. And I think I alluded to this before. I don't remember if it was on the show or if I was just talking to you, but the way I see it, I see Sasha heading up a Survivor Series team, Bianca heading up a Survivor Series team, Liv being on that team. And somehow, I don't know, Bianca gets counted out with somebody. So she gets eliminated and it comes down to Sasha and Liv and Sasha gets the win. But lives like I was so close, I was there. Maybe she beats somebody along the way, eliminates a couple people, whatever. And then maybe she has her shot against Becky and doesn't quite get the job done. And then there's the rumble, and the rumble also comes down to Sasha and Liv, but this time Liv wins it. And so she gets that win and she gets her rematch with Becky. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Although so I have this deep sinking suspicion that our winner of the Rumble is going to be returning Bailey. If she's ready, I don't know if she's going to be ready. And again, it's a big if. It's a big if. Um, I don't know. I, even if she is, I don't see her winning the Rumble. Hmm. I don't know. She she was on top for so long as it was. She was champion for like a year plus. I just true. Yeah, but I don't know. Say Sasha has the SmackDown Championship, right? Bailey wins the Rumble. Yeah. Then you get Sasha Bailey at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be that'd hard be, to complain. And that's, I know that's a match that they've wanted. It's a match that I've wanted. Yeah. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Lots of, lots of, uh, and that's what we love about the Rumble. Lots of possibilities. Yes. Um, but that's months away. We're not yes. even there, but plenty of uh, time. But yeah. So hopefully, Liv, we get, is finally getting to step into that spotlight that, we need her to step into yeah and even if she doesn't win which she probably won't hopefully it will cement her as one of the top faces in the division yes yeah if anything just elevate her stature in the division i'll take it yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah so uh that is our show this week folks here at positively wrestling evolved but we have one last little segment and that is the May Young, give him a hand. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so uh, you want to start? Yeah. So we'll start with match of the week. Yep. All right. So, oh, man, this suddenly got really tough today. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was pretty easy until today. Um, uh, uh like if you're going just based on a traditional match and like all you care about is a winner and a loser, it would be Tom and Unagi. But if you care about believing and feeling the story and caring about what's happening, it's got to be Momo and Starlight. So for me, Momo and Starlight gets the nod this week. Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid made me feel like that seven-year-old who doesn't think of wrestling as being predetermined anymore or ever has ever thought of it as being predetermined. They made me forget that wrestling is not legitimate. It's not a legitimate competition. They made me believe everything. And I loved it so much. And I love them both. Thank you for making me love wrestling. So Momo Starlight, you get the nod from me this week. Very cool. For me, 
I am actually going to go with Abaddon and Britt Baker. Okay. I'm not saying it's the best match, but it's one I enjoyed immensely. Mm-hmm. I, I loved having Abaddon back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's the character work is great. She's extremely talented. Britt Baker is on another level right now, knocking it out of the park. And I just really enjoyed what they did. Plus, kind of that pre Halloween kind of feel. And you got a zombie wrestler in there. You got to love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was perfect. Perfect timing for that return. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So for my wrestler of the week, my women's wrestler of the week, this was a little tougher. Um, I don't think there was one clear cut winner for this this week, but I think I'm going with Shotzi Blackheart. I, th- I think she arrived last Friday on SmackDown. And I think we're going to look back at that segment and that night for her as the turning point in her career. I think she's now here. She's made it. She's going to be working with Sasha. Sasha's only going to help. And I think she's good to go from this point on. So Shotzi gets it from me. All right. I am going to agree with you. I'm going to agree. I think Shotzi definitely is the standout this week. And I think you may be right. I think this might be that turning point that we all look back at. Yep. For her career. All right. What's a, a moment? Something great. And I know you said you want to talk about it later. So now we're going to talk about it. Hit me with it. All right, Shalonse Royal. So she she lost in a quick match to Red Velvet on, this was the one that was Tuesday, so that's dark. Um, but she made an impression along the way. Apparently she's some sort of singer or something because throughout the match, she would just randomly go like, oh! <laughs> like in the middle of hitting the ropes, you hear her go, oh! She'd take a bump and in midway through the bump, you hear her go, oh, like the commentators were starting to chuckle. The crowd was starting to to echo her. Every time she did it, they'd go, oh, and it was tremendous. That's what you do to make an impression and to make people remember you when you only have three minutes. Jim Ross talks about it all the time. Maximize your minutes. She maximized those three minutes and 16 seconds. Oh, hell yeah. Unfortunately for her, it was on dark instead of on television. Right. But go check that out. It's so fast. It's so short. Red Velvet, Shalance Royal. You're going to love it. And you're going to remember Shalance Royal. Oh! <laughs> awesome. I, I'm cheating a little with mine this week. It did happen during the Abaddon and Britt Baker match uh, on Rampage. They did a quick cut to commentary for a second. And of course... It was uh, Mark Henry. I think Jericho was there. Um, oh. Uh, Excalibur? Excalibur and Shivani. Well, right. They I had think. like 12 people in commentary. And I yeah. Yeah. But um, it made me laugh so much. Jericho had this crazy wig on. Okay. Like for I Halloween. I watched the match, but I, I, I must have missed that cutaway. He had like he had this crazy. It was real quick. It was just real quick, like a brief, you know, flip to and flip back. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the crazy wig on, and everybody else was dressed normal. Mm-hmm. And and it went throughout the show. They no sold it the entire. No one ever mentioned it. And that made me just die. I'm like, Jericho's just out there in a big old wig. <laughs> Nobody cares. And he was <laughs> the only one that was even remotely dressed up. 
He was the only one in any sort of costume. Everyone yeah. else, normal stuff. And I'm just like, okay, okay. <laughs> so cheating a little, but that made me laugh so hard I had to throw it in. Well, next week we'll have two Dynamites to talk about. Yes, yes. Um, and we'll have two NXT UKs. By the time you hear this, we've already had that title match between Mako Satomura and Ginny. Yes. So we'll see how that turned out. We've also had the title match between Mickey James and, and Madison Rain. Yeah. So- that turns so we'll have all that to talk about next week in addition to everything else that comes between yeah lots of good stuff to talk about uh before we close out i did want to take just a quick second it's a little off brand uh but uh news of course broke today about john moxley checking himself into an in-house rehab clinic for alcohol addiction is not a, a light thing not to be joked about uh, happy for him for getting help. A lot of support for him out there. Hope everything turns out well for him. Uh, if you know somebody who's got problems with addiction, reach out. Many helplines and many resources to help you get back on track. Do not take it lightly. It is very Great. serious. And get help. And yeah. our, our hearts go out to John and um, everybody and else. And Renee. Uh, and their newborn baby. So, yeah. I mean, so so get better, get strong. We're here with you, bud. But that's it for me. Just wanted to close out with that. Yep. Um, I'll let Steve take us out as he uh, will now normally do here on Positively Wrestling Evolved. You guys have a great weekend. All right. And, yeah, enjoy the upcoming week in women's wrestling. Watch as much as you can. If you have $9, it's worth subscribing to Stardom World for that pay-per-view. They'll have it posted in a few days. But uh, we'll have more to talk about next week with Stardom and everything else. And until then, matane.